0: you to meet Reg Rice. Greetings. Reg, when I came and found you on the wall at the new school at Colegio La Linda, you were busy grouching to all the people around to make sure that they put enough sunscreen on.
1: Well, it was my job as the physician to make sure that we did what we could to protect uh, all the people that were there, so first opportunity I had as I'd be sure to put sunscreen on because you're going to be in the sun.
0: quite a bit of exposure. Yeah, and so you looked at my head and said, wear your hat. That's
1: right. That's the reflection from his head is enough to hurt your skin. So So at any rate, my wife had given me a beautiful new bottle of a special spray for sunscreen, and it was blue in color, and it was sitting by my bed, In the morning I got up and I sprayed it on thoroughly, and I went and talked to the the group in the morning, be sure you wear your sunspray your sunscreen. And I came back in the evening. I had the worst sunburn you ever saw. And I thought, what is the stuff my wife got me? It's just obviously no good. I got to looking at the bottle and, oh, it was right next to another blue bottle. And it said, off. (laughs) (laughs) So
0: you had no mosquito bites.
1: That's right. No (laughs) flies didn't bother me. Didn't keep the sun off, though. We had to tell you that because we knew you, gonna, you knew that out there. You were going to tell me.
0: <laughs> You're in the middle of all the work on the wall. And by the way, you lay a mean block. It's as if you've done that most of your life.
1: Well, I worked with uh, Larry Hinger, who's a professional at it. He taught me the tricks. We had a good time, seeing if we could get the center block to go in the center.
0: I know, and it really actually worked. All of a sudden, somebody came to you and said, we've got to have you, we've got a real problem down at the jail. Yeah. And so they took you to jail in the middle of your experience in the Galapagos? I didn't really
1: cherish the thought of going to jail in the middle of my work. I was all dirty and, you know, uh, to jail. And then they said, uh, you're going to clean up and you're going to see all the folks in the jail. And I said, you know, those of you that are physicians, when you get out in the mission, like that and you don't have your supplies and you don't, you're, you're dirty and you want to, they say you're going to see everybody, everybody in the jail. You know, your first thoughts were mine and uh, I expressed them to Laura and others, you know, we can get really stuck seeing a whole long line of people and not be able to do much for them. Turned out that the jail uh, personnel were being uh, given Bible studies by one of the workers and she is a sweet thing and she said us, wouldn't you please come to jail and see the patients? And I said, well, okay, I got to go clean up first. So I did, and I saw everybody in the jail, all 20 of them. It wasn't as many as I thought, and it was an opportunity to to really help her with her Bible study and also to find some people that were in need in the jail system.
0: Did you discover in your work in the Galapagos that very often you were helping local Adventists increase their ministry? Tell me how that was working.
1: Well, it was uh, very inspiring to those of us that were there to work with the uh, local people that were so enthusiastic. And to uh, everybody from the guy that was our particular uh, excursion tour guide, we said, do you know about the school? And he said, oh yeah, my kids go to that school. (laughs) We began to realize that this was not just a a new project that was really uh, uh, faltering, but really well established. And it was a great need. The local people were excited. Even the people that weren't uh, part of the church structure were excited. And uh, you could see on their faces the pleasure they had that we were there trying to uh, help them educate
0: their kids. Let me invite Jeff Wessland to come on up and join us, please. Jeff is our construction superintendent in the Galapagos Islands. Uh, you and your wife have just moved there. You're part of that Peruvian miracle, aren't you? Yes, I guess we are. <laughs> Praise the Lord for that. <laughs> Tell us about the school in the Galapagos, your experience, and what's it doing for the Adventist community?
2: The school, as many of you know, that came out and visited us out there and helped in the project. Um, the school, it's, it's a special place out there. Last year, I believe they had about 274 mm-hmm. students, and they had about 75 students in, in, taking English in the evenings. This year, due to our presence, due to your presence, they have 340 students. Wow. Yes. And they have 150 students in the evening. It's amazing how your work has affected there. You remember last year um, and first of this year when you were visiting the, some of those classrooms, many of you, there were like 350 of you that came down there and there was no room for students. Now they have 340 and I have no idea where they're putting them. Because they have not yet moved into the new facility? They have not moved into the new facility because you know that we started with an idea to construct an education and evangelism center, which normally has six classrooms and an auditorium. Well, after you guys came, you guys came, Maranatha came, was inspired to help, and funds have been raised to add another seven classrooms. And so
0: You've got to tell everybody that again, so that they really catch it. How many were on the original design? Six classrooms. That's what
2: we started with. Okay. And then you added. We added seven more. That and there was room for 13. all of those? There's room. There's room. Plenty of room.
0: Now, what did Esmeralda say when she knew she was going to have that much room for students?
2: She couldn't say anything. She was just. I That's think she a miracle, was by the way. <laughs> She's a school principal. Yes, she is.
0: You know, I watched you, Jeff, on the day that um, there was this big lava hole out beside the new buildings, and somebody said, we've got to fill this lava hole with dirt so that we can put school buildings out there. And can you do that on Sunday? And I remember the look on your face. Your voice said, well, we could try. Your
2: face said, are you crazy? That's pretty much it. What (laughs) happened on Sunday? I don't know how it happened exactly, but I know that that morning um, we started checking around, doing, calling around, seeing what we could find. And we were able to contact someone that was able to bring the one and only um, Caterpillar tractor in there and start moving some material around. And um, it was a miracle. And by the end of Sunday? By the end of Sunday, it looked like a freeway out there ready for school buildings. Amen. It just miracle after miracle after miracle, right? Just seemed
0: like every time you turned around, Jeff was facing another miracle in the eye and smiling at it. <laughs> what has been the impact on the overall community of the progress on the school?
2: When I was ready to leave, just uh, I left Galapagos about a week or so ago. And right before I left, I asked the same thing to Esmeralda, the director of the school. And she wrote something for me. Ah. Actually, she wrote a lot for me, but. Yeah, I was uh, going to say, if you read we'll, everything
0: Esmeralda wrote you, will be we'll here. We'll be
2: here all evening. She says, the other day I was riding in a taxi and the driver told me, thousands of tourists come to Galapagos. At times, a few leave some type of donations to help us. But these people, Maranatha, these adults, children, and even old people come to help with paintbrushes and shovels in hand. Their work really demonstrates what it means to serve our fellow man. He then suggested to me that I go and see what he called a beautiful project in favor of our children. Obviously, he had no idea that he was talking to the director of the school. Ah,
0: how cool, that's great. Reg, would you go back?
1: Oh, it's wonderful, in fact, uh, don't think of yourself, he kiddingly said old people. There was quite a few of us old people there. In fact, uh, one fella, I remember Ed Mertz, those of you that were there, he put the blocks on his walker, and he walked up and made sure that he was useful. It was uh, a really wonderful experience. I wouldn't miss it. I'd go again. i uh, got to
0: tell you one more Ed story. We, we, Ed's got four blocks on, on his, his rollator walker, walker yeah. and he's trucking along, and Brenda wants to take his picture, and he says, Hurry up! i got a wall to build. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my favorite moments with Maranatha. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would
1: say that uh, if, if you want to summarize what the Maranatha experience is, it's, it's camaraderie with Jesus. In other words, you get camaraderie with all the folks that you go with, you meet new friends. Uh, the organization is magnificent, the way they had the arrival of the, of the goods and the nice hotel that we stayed in and the way things were organized. Uh, I really strongly recommend it. It's a marvelous organization. It was a thrill to be a part of it and uh, the impact is eternal.
0: And he'll be back. Thank you both.